Welcome back to the Just As I Am podcast. I'm Nicole Wilson, your host, and this week we're going to give some love to my guy I talked about last week. We are going to be talking about Jonah. So last week I talked about how I did a poll and how I wanted to see which story you wanted to hear next. And your choices were Daniel in the Lion's Den, Rahab, and Jonah. Well, Jonah got no love. So today we're going to give Jonah all the love. We're going to be talking about Jonah and how he was eaten by the big fish. So this story pops up in my head a lot. And I won't say this, well, not the story, I guess, but the song from, well, Veggie Tales, <laughs> where they go, Jonah was a prophet, ooh, ooh, but he never really got it, sad but true. That pops up in my head more than it should, I think. And I honestly haven't watched that Veggie Tales movie in a long time, so I don't know why it stays in my head as much as it does, but you know what? I'm not mad about it. It's a catchy thing. It's true. Whatever. So if you want to keep up with me today, I will be in the book of Jonah. And Jonah is kind of like the book of Ruth. It's only got about four chapters. It's not very descriptive. This story isn't. It's it goes by pretty quick. And you can go back and read it to get the full depth of it. I'm just going to skim over it kind of today, but it starts off strong, and first things first, God is speaking to Jonah and giving instruction, and he tells him to go to Nineveh, to preach against it because their evil has come up to him, so I guess God has let their evil, you know, get wild enough let him get evil enough. And now he's going to send Jonah to go preach to them and try to, you know, counteract it, stop it, I guess. So Jonah was a prophet, as I said, or sang a minute ago. I hope you enjoyed that little ditty. But just for those of you who aren't sure what a prophet is exactly, it is a person who speaks for God or a deity or a divine inspiration. And there are, I think, a good bit of prophets in the Bible, but Jonah is our main man for today. And God has told him to go, you know, preach. And so now Jonah is on the run and has fled onto a boat. The man has crossed a whole lot of land and got on a boat because he's like, I'm going to escape this. I'm not going. Well, You know you can't run from God. It's just, he's everywhere. You can't run, you can't hide, you know. If you play hide and seek, you're going to lose. So, while he's on this boat, it starts storming. I mean, going crazy. Waves, winds, the whole shebang. I mean, it is huge. It's wild, it's big, it's crazy. That was so close to tearing the boat apart 
And everybody else on the boat is, I mean, panicking, freaking out. They are throwing things off the boat, throwing things overboard. And they're hoping that because that's making the boat lighter that they won't sink. And they're praying to, you know, their random gods, you know, save us, help us. And guess where Jonah is at this point in time? I'll give you a second to guess. Jonah was fast asleep, tucked in somewhere deep inside the boat. He was at the very bottom, I believe, of the boat, just sleeping, has no worries in the world. And all of these other crew members, all of these other passengers have gone down to Jonah. And they're like, how are you sleeping? During the what? How even like? explain yourself and they're like pray to your god and maybe we won't die we've tried ours see if yours will work and so everyone starts casting lots because that's just you know gambling of the day i guess and they start casting lots to figure out who's to blame and it all leads to one person And that's Jonah. So now they're asking him all these questions. Who are you? Who are your people? Where did you come from? What's your business? And Jonah tells him, I'm a Hebrew. I worship the God that created all things, you know, the heavens and the earth and everything in between. Extra panicked now. They ask him what he has done. And what do they have to do with him to fix this? So they've decided, you know, since Jonah is the reason all this is happening, what do we have to do with Jonah or to Jonah to get all of this to stop? You know? And so... Jonah responds, knowing that he is the cause, he simply told them to throw him into the sea, and that should stop the storm. So even though they tried with all their might, they could not get to dry land because the storm was and the waters were too strong, they just couldn't make it. So after the others pled their case to God... Because they decided, well, his God might be the actual God. They tossed Jonah overboard. They threw him into the watery depths. And soon after, Jonah was in the belly of a big fish for three days and three nights. The Bible does not specifically say that he was eaten by a whale Which isn't not true, I guess. It doesn't say specifically what fish, but I know typically in our minds we would think a whale because whales are gigantic. So he's in this big fish for three days and three nights. Another pattern of days here. Number three. And once the fish had Jonah... 
Jonah begins to pray. And this is about, I think, all of chapter 2. All of chapter 2 is just kind of a prayer from Jonah. And he is kind of sort of poetic in praising God. And in the beginning, he cries out for help from deep inside the Sheol. Sheol? Sheol? One of those things? And I kind of looked that up a little bit to give you some more insight, some more information here. And Sheol, from what I have gathered, is like kind of a limbo, if you know what limbo is. Whenever I think of limbo, I think of Blackbeard's ghost. Some of you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. For those of you who do, we know that Blackbeard was in limbo. Or, I guess, Haunted Mansion. I don't really think these are good examples to use, but I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, then you should be able to get my point. So, it is not the grave, but it's not the place in the Hebrew world where you get it. Sorry, it's not the grave. It's not your end, basically. In the Hebrew world, it's kind of the place you go where you were either purified and sent to heaven or you're not purified and you get sent elsewhere. So once again, once he was in the fish, God spoke to Noah and told him to go to Nineveh. Well, this time it says that he got up and went after the spit, the spit, the fish spit him out, of course. So the fish spit him out, and now God told him to go and do the thing that he told him to do in the first place. And he actually went this time. Good job, Noah. Pat on the back. I'm proud of you. So he went, and he walked through Nineveh, and it took a very long time for him to walk through Nineveh, as Nineveh was a very large city. And while he was doing this, he proclaimed that in 40 days, Nineveh would be completely destroyed, vamushed, dissipated, disappeared. And the people were freaking out. The story is full of that. The people listened to Jonah and were panicking. And the king heard and demanded everyone that they fast and wear sackcloths and ashes. Or at least the king wore ashes. But everybody had to fast and wear sackcloths. And I mean even the animals. Like that's how specific the king was. He was like, not just us people. But all of the animals to all of your herds, okay, all of your livestock, everybody, nobody is getting out of this. Can you imagine how the animals felt? They had no idea what was going on anyways. And then you're just not feeding them or anything. And then you're putting these sackcloths on them. Okay. (laughs) But these people, I mean, they were terrified, which I would be too if somebody came and said, hey, your city is fixing to just burn you know well God saw this that they kind of changed their ways and they began to follow Christ 
or such. And he was like, you know, I take it back. I'm not going to destroy you. Which they had a complete turnaround in order for this to happen. So Jonah had a moment. You know, we all have our moments where we just aren't ourselves and we just have to let go of our emotions. So Jonah had a moment and he kind of got very frustrated with God. And he said it was better for me to die than to live. How many of us have had a moment where that was how we felt? It's not a good moment. Not many moments are good. But God counteracted and asked him, Is it right for you to be angry? Well, Jonah then goes off and finds a little bit of shade. And where he finds shade, God grows a plant so that his head may rescue him from his trouble. So, typically for most of us, what happened? Jonah went, got comfortable in the shade God provided, took a nap. Naps can fix a lot of things for us. I feel that on a deep level. But the next day, God sent a worm to attack the plant, and it withered. So now Jonah is without his plant. Poor Jonah. Jonah must have stayed because God sent a scorching east wind that along with the hot sun almost caused Jonah to get sick. So it was that miserable. Jonah's feelings didn't change much, and he still felt as if it was better for him to die than to live. So God also had kind of sort of the same response. And he said, is it right for you to be angry about a plant? Well, is it? Jonah, being the sassy boy that he is, said, yes, it's right. I'm angry enough to die. Jonah is just, he's just in a bad place, I feel like. Well, God ends the story, chapter, book, and he says, You cared for the plant that you had no part in growing. It appeared in one night and perished in one night. So may I not care about the great city of Nineveh, which has more than 120,000 people who can't tell their left from their right, as well as many animals. I mean, is God rude? Because <laughs> if I was from Nineveh, I mean, unless that was true, then I would kind of feel a little ashamed. I don't know. But that's how the story goes. I feel like what we need to take from this story is be a good listener. As I tell my kids, let's be obedient Do as you're asked, because especially with God, if you don't do what he tells you to do, you know, there's no getting out of it. You have no choice. So be a good listener. One story that I read with or had a lesson with some of my kids was to be a doer, not a hearer. And 
what that meant is don't just hear what I'm telling you. I want you to actually be obedient and to do what you're told to actually hear, you know. My mom always tells us, well, especially when we were younger, now maybe every once in a while, but my mom's thing was, I know you heard me, but were you listening? And like mother, like daughter, especially working with kids all the time, this is a statement that I can say is used a good bit. (laughs) So another thing that I just felt like sharing, and I shared it on my TikTok, if you guys are into that, and it was... This has nothing to do with Jonah, but I just wanted to share it. You always hear the term or the phrase, you know, where God guides, he provides, right? And I was in the shower because, you know, we think of most of our deepest, best thoughts in the shower. And I was thinking on that phrase, and I have no idea why. Maybe it's because I was thinking about school and paying for education and all that stuff. I don't know. But that phrase popped up in my head. And typically when we hear that phrase or someone says that phrase, it's usually, you know, related to financial situations. And I thought about it and I thought pretty deep about it. And I was thinking how God doesn't only provide in financial situations, but he provides, you know, everywhere, which is so great and I feel like we should talk about that more you know um and it's not even like guiding to places or anything like it could be just a decision in your life or you know moving from one side of your city to the other it's or you know work just all the all kinds of things and he doesn't only provide financially I mean that's always good we're always so thankful for that but you know he provides emotionally he provides just spiritually you know also financially just in all of these ways that are needed because you know one thing I've heard a lot lately also is you're never alone you know because God is always with you and so I guess that's kind of maybe where this came from I don't know but if you have something you want to add to that or say about it feel free to I would love to hear it. And once again, if you want to keep up with me, like I said, I'm on TikTok. I think like underscore SN Wilson or Nicole Wilson or something. I have no idea. But you can go watch that and share it if you want. You can also share this podcast. I wouldn't mind. But you can definitely keep up with me on Facebook as just as I am. My Instagram is the same as TikTok. And then for everything about me, or that I'm doing or keeping up with, you can go to my website, justasiam.co. I'm going to try to add some more blogs there. I haven't done that in a good minute. So if y'all have some encouragement for that, that would be dandy. But thanks for listening. If you've listened this far, I'm so thankful for you. And I will keep up with you next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.